Recovering Fundamentalist podcast begins in three. These podcasts, <laughs> podcasts, that sounds like a conviction of beans or peas to me. I'm podcast. Listen, in these recovering fundamentalists, they don't know the Bible either. What are the fundamentals? Inerrancy, virgin birth of Jesus Christ, Amen. substitutionary atonement, Amen. bodily resurrection Amen. of Christ, and the authenticity of miracles. Amen. Two. I am not a recovering fundamentalist. They're everywhere. They're all over the internet. They want to be, uh, what do they call it? Recovering from fundamentalism. They're everywhere. And I think to myself, well, you were just stupid to begin with. And if there's such a word, you're stupider now. We ain't recovering from nothing, good neighbor. We're reviving from the Holy Ghost. Somebody say man Everybody wants to focus on recovering. Oh, you're recovering. Oh, you need yeah. help. You need therapy. You're recovering. Let's focus on fundamentalist. We're recovering fundamentalism back from people who have hijacked it. We are biblical family. We are the fundamentalist. Man. That'll make a Baptist want to speak in tongues right there, boys. One. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, We better stay uh, in the old paths. But what are the old paths? I've, I've heard that my whole life, and nobody's ever been able to tell me what the old paths or the old time religion really is because it's whatever era you mm-hmm. overly romanticize in your mind as being when the church was it, right. Mm. Like it, lump it, pump it, jump it, take it across the street and dump it. We've raised a generation that is ashamed of our forefathers and act like they were somehow done wrong in the way they were brought up and they were damaged and they were scarred because they were raised in a home that had standards and convictions and kept them on the old time way. You got their number, boys. Y'all thought you started the podcast. You went and started a movement. Thanks for joining us for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of the show to hear more about the RFP sponsors. Now, here's your host for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, Nathan Cravat, J.C. Groves, and Brian Edwards. So yesterday evening when uh, Marcus asked me to do a devotion here, uh, I wanted to know what I felt the significance of this place was to me. And so last night I stayed up until about 1 a.m. trying to, I guess, to just perceive what, what the Scripture would impress on me about this place that I could impress on you with conviction. And I couldn't help but think that so far this week, the wonder of the gospel has been proclaimed repeatedly. It's been beautifully proclaimed in each of our locations. At the base of the mountain, dedicated to the worship of a pagan god, we begin our trip with the promise of our champion that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And then on the Sea of Galilee, we were reminded that Jesus rested through the storm, knowing that his purpose wasn't to die for the storm, but his purpose was to die on the cross. Standing on the mountain overlooking Nazareth, seeing the Mount of Transfiguration in the distance, we heard of Jesus' escape from an angry crowd, and we were reminded that he wasn't the Savior that the world wanted, but he was the Savior that the world needed. At Gideon Spring, we heard that our God uses the weak things to do incredible things 
so that ultimately he receives all of the glory. And in the end, we were told that Jesus died on the cross, rose again, and he is the glory of God. At the Jordan River, we heard that the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus to abide on him, to anoint him, and to announce that he was the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world, die and rise again, that he is our resurrection and our life. And so over and over and over again, we've heard these devotions, and each one has made the proclamation of the gospel. Each one has captured the beauty of the gospel and the wonder of the gospel and the glory of the gospel, and rightfully so. And even today on Mount Carmel, we sat and sang about the amazing grace of a Jesus who redeemed us when we were blind and when we were lost so that now we can see and now we're found. We've, we've so far, we've been saturated by the gospel. And all of these devotions have rightfully and deservedly heralded the gospel. But as I started reading about this city, I couldn't help but think about the call and the demand of the gospel. At Caesarea, we are standing in a city where Christians suffered extremely, where Christians were persecuted. Not only was the Christian community persecuted, but the Apostle Paul in this very place was persecuted. Or we're even told that it was from this place that the Apostle Paul launched missionaries' journeys. Think about the Apostle Paul preaching the gospel in that place, boarding a boat to carry the gospel around the world. We're, we're reminded in this place that if we truly cherish the gospel, cherishing the gospel is costly. It was actually in this place under the authority of Diocletian that a rabid attack was unleashed against the Christian community in this place to the extent that so many Christians were arrested and imprisoned in the place that we just walked through. That murderers at that time went free because Diocletian was so obsessed with arresting Christians that the prison system was overcrowded. Common criminals, violent criminals, knew that they could go free. Crime was ignored in that city, and Christianity was seen as the enemy. People who loved the gospel suffered here. Do we understand that? People who love the gospel suffered here. And I just want to end with this, this idea that in American Christianity, we say we cherish the gospel. But we want to cherish the gospel without a cost. And the gospel originated not far from here with Jesus, who is the gospel, who suffered, bled, and died for the cause of the gospel. And then now we have, we've created this American Christianity that isn't at all a biblical Christianity. And we, we offer Jesus our songs, and we offer Jesus our money, and we offer Jesus our buildings, and we offer Jesus our technology. We offer Jesus all of these things. But the gospel demands our lives. And if we truly believe the gospel, then we believe that the gospel is worth our very lives. And so last night as I read about this place and I thought about this place, believers died here. We're leaving this place, going back home, 
And hopefully this place will have changed our lives by being reminded that Christ lived and died, rose again, commissioned apostles who suffered and died for the cause. They commissioned believers who suffered and died for the cause. And even now we die to self. We cherish the gospel. We love the Christ of the gospel. And we suffer for the sake of the gospel if need be. And so I want to close by reading 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. And this is where I found myself last night at the end of this, this study, just thinking about the people who suffered here and what we find given to us in Scripture as a great reminder. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit and the glory of God rest upon you. Believers, we can't lose sight of the fact that suffering for the sake of the gospel is the continuation of the glory of the gospel. And right now, all around the world, there are believers who are dying as martyrs. More now than ever before, we're being told. And each time a martyr dies, whether their knees are buried in the sands and they're being beheaded by ISIS, or whether they're in a village in Africa and they're being attacked by Muslims who are attacking their religion and, and their, their faith in Christ, regardless of where believers are being martyred, the glory of the gospel continues. And I believe it is our lack of suffering as believers, and it's our convenient American Christianity that is leading to the deterioration of the church in America. But if we cherish the gospel, then we love the gospel, and we believe that the gospel demands our lives. And so what I really feel impressed to do, last night I felt impressed to do this, is I want Pastor Jesse Young to come, and I want him to close our time praying for the persecuted church. The church was persecuted here. The church is still being persecuted. And how often do we spend so little time praying for our brothers and sisters around the world while, while we're able to preach in comfortable buildings, while we're able to play golf a couple of days a week, or while we're able to take a vacation, while we're able, because of the gospel, to, to experience a lot of privileges financial privileges, relational privileges that we're enjoying right now. Other believers around the world right now, their daughters are being raped, their wives are being murdered, their blood is being shed because they cherish the gospel. And so last night as I closed my time of studying this place and the Christian persecution here, I just prayed last night as I was going to sleep, do I really cherish the gospel? Do I just sing about it? Do I just preach about it? Do I just talk about that with other people who say they believe it? Or do I truly cherish the gospel? This place should cause us to leave, not just admiring the beauty and the wonder, but admiring the fact that in the face of beauty and wonder, horrific crimes were committed against the people of God, and yet they remain faithful. And because they remain faithful, we're standing here right now. Their persecution led to the advancement of the gospel. And if we don't get off our butts at some point and start suffering for the sake of the gospel, it's going to die in the presence of the nation that calls ourselves one nation under God. 
and it's incredibly sad. So I pray that we would love and cherish the gospel and pray for our brothers and sisters. Father, I want to come to you right now and pray specifically for our brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world that are being persecuted for their faith, being persecuted for standing up for Jesus Christ. Lord, you said that those who live godly will suffer persecution. Lord, the verse that Brian read talks about it, it just being a part of a follower of Christ's life is to suffer persecution. So God, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them. God, that you would help them to suffer well. Lord, that you would give them grace and, and peace that only you can give during that time. Lord, I pray that you would help us, as Brian said, that you would help us to stand up. Lord, that we wouldn't just sit in the comfort of, of what we're used to. We wouldn't sit in the comfort of, of the ease uh, of what we go through. But Lord, that we'd be willing to, to get out of our comfort zone and that we would be willing to, to go into the areas that may cause us trials, that may cause hardships, that would cost us dearly for the sake of the gospel. Lord, the most important thing that we can do is be vessels for you to use to, to reach this world for the gospel, to bring honor and glory to you. And God, I pray that you would help us to do that. God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for this reminder. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we close our time with one verse and one chorus of this song? I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thy for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. <laughs>